listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. of the book club a podcast full of conversations about books that teach us stuff i'm sarah i'm your host and this week we are back in faith for exiles with practice one which is experiencing jesus i'm so excited to talk about this um it just is a really sweet topic um and as i was reading this chapter and as i was thinking through ways that I've experienced Jesus, it was just a really fun time of remembering and thanking the Lord and um, being able to to just remember the ways that God has been faithful to me in my own life and to friends in their lives. Um, and so I'm excited to get, get started. Um, if you uh, read the chapter, then you know exactly what direction we're going. And if you didn't, Come along for the ride. It's going to be fun. Welcome back. Let's get started. When I think of experiencing Jesus, uh, to be completely honest, my first thought is usually... Uh, like a Benny Hinn healing crusade or something like that. Just something super extreme. Um, maybe not completely genuine. I don't want to make any assumptions about Benny Hinn, but I've, I've, I've seen seen some things. Um, <laughs> sorry, Benny, to call you out on my podcast uh, that's going nationwide, I'm sure. Um but I, I do, I think that a lot of us, when we consider um, experiencing Jesus, a lot of what we think of are these big, huge miracles. Uh, we think of, you know, people being able to walk after never being able to walk. Or um, one time when I was in uh, maybe elementary school, there was a woman in the church that I grew up at, and she um, was told that she had cancer. There was a tumor, um, and I vividly remember us uh, laying hands on her and praying over her um, and she went to the doctor the next week and legitimately there was no tumor and it was a miracle um, and so so those are kinds of the, the the first things that pop into my head as I think about experiencing Jesus and what experiencing Jesus is like um, but I think that is so important for us to realize and remember, and most of you guys probably already know this, but um, to remember that experiencing Jesus is um, is a minute by minute thing. Um, it doesn't have to be these huge miracles. It can be um, little things like me seeing a friend in the grocery store on a bad day um, and knowing that Jesus put them there um, for me so that I would have someone um, to talk to and smile with and, and laugh with. Um, 
I had a falling out with a friend many years ago, and I remember knowing um, knowing that Jesus was a part of this story because uh, we had had a falling out, and many years later, a few years later, I moved into a house and with some girls, and three do- three doors down, I had no idea, but three doors down, uh, this friend and her husband had moved in. And so um, it was just it was just this this funny little story of of a way that God provided an opportunity for me to reach out to this friend and um, and extend grace to her and and ask for her to extend grace to me. Um, and that was that was just a small kind of experience of of Jesus. Um, yeah, so the question is, are our students experiencing Jesus? Do they even know how to experience Jesus? Um, do they know that they can experience Jesus in a conversation with a friend about football? Do they know that they can experience Jesus um, in, in, even in the loneliest moments of their lives because they see um, that when their identity is in Jesus, they have um, they have everything they need. He is he is their their source of satisfaction. Um, this this chapter talks a lot about identity, um, finding our identity in Jesus, finding our identity in um, our relationship with Him. Uh, we say all the time uh, we believe all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Um, we know that when our identity is found in Jesus, when we are identified as a child of God. Um, we are completely lovable, um, and that's the only way, really, <laughs> for us to be lovable is because we have a relationship with Jesus. We don't have anything to offer on our own, um, and I think that that's kind of the first experience with Jesus um, that that we kind of have is is this recognition, this realization that we are children of God, and we. Um, we are valuable and we are lovable because of that. And, and when we live our lives out of that kind of confidence, um, we, we are, we are that much more able to experience Jesus. Um, what if, what if we were so in tune to the voice of God, um, that when we, when we do sit in that moment of loneliness, when we do sit in that moment where we've asked God over and over for, for an opportunity or for something to happen, um, what if we were so in tune to the voice of God that we realized later maybe that um, it was good that Jesus was there in that moment, that God was working in that moment um, to say, not today, Sarah. Today's, today's, not, the, today's not the day. <laughs> for me to answer that prayer. Uh, today's not the day for you to have that conversation. Um, what if, what if we were in tune to the voice of God to even hear the no's and know that Jesus was there and know that Jesus was, um, was, was in his kindness answering that prayer. Uh, we say that a lot around here, um, and, and kind of everywhere, I guess, but (laughs) say a lot around here, like no answer is still an answer. Um, and, what if we knew that that was still experiencing God? Um, so in this chapter, there it they kind of discuss two 
ways that experiencing Jesus seems to manifest in people who were surveyed by the Barnett group. Um, one was experiencing a feeling of intimacy with Jesus. Um, so just kind of that, you just know, uh, it's, it's impossible to explain. I imagine it's probably a little bit like when you, you know, people are like, you just know what's the person you're going to marry or whatever. Um, I think that intimacy with Jesus is, is similar. You just know when you've experienced it. And if you haven't, if you don't know that you've experienced it, then, um, maybe you haven't. Um, and the second way is that they experience conversational intimacy with Jesus. So there's a feeling there, but there's also, um, and maybe because of the experiences that you've had, you are able to um, just converse with Jesus on a um, on a personal level. I know <laughs> I have a friend um, named Rebecca, and she. Her conversations with Jesus are just so sweet, y'all. They are so um, just genuine. And there's no need for them to be eloquent. There's no need for them to be long. Um, we were in Disney one day. and or Yeah, we were in Disney. Driving to Disney. We're just, we're just chatting in the car. And um, and. I don't honestly even remember what we were talking about, but I mentioned something that I was really, um, that I was struggling with or that I was, you know, had really been praying for. Um, and Rebecca just stopped right there and just a simple sentence, Lord, you know, be with Sarah in this particular situation or Lord, please remind Sarah that you are still here even when there's no answer. Um, and it's just the sweetest, and that's not the only time that's happened, you know, multiple times with, with, with Rebecca, um, we'll be standing around talking and something will come up, an issue will come up or a conflict will come up or, um, even just a conversation about something that is hard will come up and, and she'll just stop and just a one sentence little re like conversation with Jesus to, to remind us all in that group that he is there. And it's, it's always done in the spirit of humility and kindness. And it's just the sweetest, um, the sweetest picture of this conversational intimacy with Jesus. Um, there's also this, um, this was an interesting kind of part of the chapter for me. They, um, Mark and David kind of mention this idea that, um, that Christianity has become more of a decision um, it's more like a mere decision. Um, what does it make for us to not make some decision to call ourselves Christian, um, but to have experienced the softening of our hearts, an experience that God, of God, that doesn't that that doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and what happens if, um, when that softening of our hearts happens, it just deepens the intimacy with the Father. What if instead of like teaching these memorized facts that we so often do and are important, especially in the younger, younger kids, what if we offered students a place to learn how to be intimate with Jesus? Um, at student ministry, we have worship nights once a month and um, it's just been really, really fun to watch Jason and Mikey lead those worship nights. Um, 
and we get to read scripture together and we get to spend time hearing what Jesus has to say to us. Um, and there's not really any teaching typically. Uh, we just maybe read a psalm together and we have the students just sit and think about what that psalm just said. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe we'll lead them in some way um, to, you know, think about this particular verse or think about this particular topic in relation to this chapter or, or whatever the case may be. But giving students the opportunity and the time um, uninterrupted to where I'm not, we're, we're not feeding them, um, feeding them thoughts, but we are able to um, just give them the opportunity to think for themselves and to experience Jesus through scripture. Um, and then we get to sing songs together and it's so beautiful to see students singing the words with genuine conviction. Um, they're confessing that Jesus is Lord. They're confessing that God is good. They're confessing that sin has been defeated. Uh, they're confessing that they love Jesus. They're confessing their sin and they're confessing their shame and they're confessing um, the goodness of God. And it is just so sweet to see them singing these songs and to see them reading the scripture and to see the way that um, maybe they're experiencing Jesus. Um, and then it's really fun to see them in their small groups learning how to pray, uh, something that we could all do a better job of. Um, but teaching them how to pray so that when they do pray, they can pray conversationally. They can have a conversational intimacy with Jesus. I found that uh, in my own relationship with Jesus, when I'm in a place where um, I'm remembering the ways that I've experienced Jesus, when I'm in a place where I can have that conversation with Jesus, I also notice that I am more repentant. Um, I think it's like, you know, a, a child, a, your children, who um, when they um, know that they are loved deeply, sometimes they're more likely to apologize for things that they've done. Um, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know that I was ever, I was ever very apologetic to my parents. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Um, here I am. I'll apologize now. But I do, I do see students um, noticeably maybe more apologetic to when they've done something wrong with their parents, when they know that they are going to be forgiven and loved, when they have the experience, when they've experienced the love of their parents, they're more likely to admit their faults, to admit their wrongs, and um, to turn around and to try something different next time. Um, not that our relationship with Jesus is all about trying harder, but um, there we do um, want to have to be repentant. Um, and so I know lots of nominal Christians who maybe have never experienced Jesus, who haven't found that intimacy with him that we've been talking about. And often they don't feel that internal um, need for repentance. They don't feel, um, they don't have the desire to turn away um, from what they, what their, their old life, from their sin. They don't, they haven't quite understood that their identity is in Jesus. And so they continue to seek satisfaction and fulfillment and love in the things that are temporal. So, the question is, what do we do? What do we as parents, what do we as student ministry workers, what do we do 
that um, to help students experience Jesus. I do think it's really important um, that we help them see their um, their intimacy with Jesus, for us to help them understand what that looks like. I think first it starts with just us experiencing Jesus and showing our students where we've experienced Jesus. So if if I have a have a situation where I experienced Jesus, even if it's just this morning, I woke up, which is more than I deserved. Um, and the grace and the mercy, the mercy that was offered to me today so that I could wake up because I deserve to be dead, right? Uh, in my sin, in my transgressions, I deserve to be dead. And so I experienced Jesus this morning when I woke up, when I got out of my bed, uh, when I was able to come to work, when I was able to see my friends, when I was able to, to eat delicious tacos last night. I, that's experiencing Jesus on a very, um, surface level maybe, but an experience of Jesus nonetheless. I'm experiencing his mercy by breathing the breath that I'm taking right now. Um, so there's so there are those opportunities and then there are other opportunities to um, to show students where we've experienced Jesus. When something happens in our family, um, when you when you sell your house in 24 hours and and that was kind of the prayer we experience, that's, that's Jesus answering, that's God answering a prayer for us. Um, and so to point that out to our students and to say, hey guys, do you know why this happened? Because Jesus, because Jesus was there, like he was answering our prayer, he heard our cry. Um, when we, when we uh, see a friend come to know Jesus, we can, we, this is experiencing Jesus, like this person just experienced Jesus for the first time, and because of that, we as their brother and sister get to experience Jesus too. When, um, when you see that friend in the grocery store and that, um, and you just really needed a hug that day, that's experiencing Jesus. Jesus sent, um, prov- provided this person um, to give you that hug and to tell you that you are loved and that you matter. So let's point those things out. That's I think that's kind of the first helping students understand what um, what it looks like to experience Jesus is key. It's so important. Um, it is maybe a little bit harder to understand what is happening if you've never been told what is happening. Um, also, we we can have worship nights and we can give opportunities for students and for people to experience Jesus. We can, um, we can lead them in worship. We can lead them in scripture. We can lead them in prayer. Um, and as we do that, we, um, we are experiencing Jesus and we can help them experience Jesus. We can offer them opportunities that are maybe a little bit more obvious. Um, there, you know, some of these kids that we're talking about are 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, even some of these 18 year olds, like it's so important to offer them opportunities where it's a little bit obvious that maybe we're going to experience Jesus tonight. And I don't mean um, that we need to have flashy lights and I'm not talking, um, I'm not talking create a super emotional space where, where you have to, um, assume that Jesus is there because there are tears or because there are flashy lights or because of the, of the rock band on the stage. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is giving them space, giving them opportunity, and then pointing out ways that maybe Jesus is speaking to them, help them lead them in that direction. Um, and then, reading reading scripture as a family 
Uh, it doesn't have to be stiff or formal to be reverent. We can just talk about scripture in our daily lives. Talk, remember um, ways that God has spoken to us through scripture as our day goes on. Um, as we're in the car and something happens, just remembering scripture, saying scripture out loud, quoting scripture, um, giving them that foundation, um, giving them the freedom to do those things because you have first modeled that practice um, it can be really beneficial um, in helping students understand how to experience Jesus. Um, and then we can we can pray like Rebecca. <laughs> um, we can we can have conversations with Jesus that are a sentence long um, because we're praying without ceasing, right? So we're just we're just kind of constantly in a conversation with with Jesus, and and as we do that, our students begin to notice and they begin to pick up on it, and we don't want to do it for them to pick up, but we can do it to spur them on. Um, and it's just a beautiful thing. So practice one is experiencing Jesus. Um, this one is a little bit hard for me to be completely honest because it does feel like something that relies solely on God, um, for him to like show himself and for him to soften their hearts. It is something that solely relies on God. Um, we cannot experience Jesus without a softening of our heart. Um, but I think that we as adults and as leaders and as parents can maybe help our students see where God has softened our hearts, where God has softened their hearts, um, and then show them, help them remember where God has been faithful um, and where he has been present and where maybe they have experienced Jesus I mean, as we do that, they their faith deepens, right? We know that our faith is deeper every time we experience Jesus in a small or a big way. They all feel big when you experience Jesus, right? Uh, even if it is something silly like seeing a friend in the grocery store, some days that feels like the biggest way that you've ever experienced Jesus because that's exactly what you needed in that moment. Um, and so I just think, it is a really beautiful, um, it's a really beautiful practice, but it's a really hard practice. This is probably the hardest one for me just because I never want to create a situation where, um, it is, uh, not genuine. I want for, I want for students to genuinely experience Jesus, not to feel the emotion of something that I, Sarah Harris have created, um, or you as the parent have created. And so I encourage you as you think through this chapter this week to think about ways that you can point out how your student is experiencing Jesus and also think through ways that you can point out to your student that you've experienced Jesus so that they become a little more comfortable with it, a little bit more um, able to recognize the ways that they've experienced Jesus, a little more familiar with what it's like to experience Jesus so that as they do, um, they can know more and more and they can confess more and more that that God is good and that Jesus loves them and that they love Jesus. Guys, it's been awesome to be here with you you today. Um, I'm just thankful for um, all of you. Next week, we are going to be um, in practice number two, which, guys, right here, practice number two, cultural discernment. This one is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be good. Um, so 
be back here next Tuesday for a conversation on cultural discernment in Faith for Exiles. We'll see you very, very soon. Thanks for being here. listening to today's episode of the book club we were glad that you are here if you love our content you can follow us on instagram or on facebook at seven river student ministry if you have any questions concerns comments tips on podcasting you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org also if you love this podcast please subscribe to it if you really love this podcast give us a five-star review that helps us get this content out to more people more platforms. We love you guys and we can't wait to see you again next week.